0: Alright ladies and gents, it's that
1: time. Turn up your speaker, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefkoe Podcast. Here's your host,
0: Adam Lefko and we Alright, okay. Episode 56. Give me an elbow. I don't uh, want to get you messed yeah. up. Uh, uh, I'm to be honest. I have been sitting with you here now right. for about an hour, right. and I've been trying to not talk to you about things yes. for an hour. Wow. And I don't think you've realized I'm proud of you. Give me Good. another one. Like That's why Fendrick said something about basketball, and I looked at him I was like, shut up. Because we always talk ourselves <laughs> right. out of the topics. Episode 56, Lawrence Taylor. Is there anybody else? Uh, you know, yes, Andre
2: Tippett. You remember him from the New England Patriots? Oh, wow. Pat uh, Swilling. Uh, from the New Orleans Saints back okay. in the day, I'm old school 56s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're missing You're some. Historians. Derek uh, as of lately, and then Derek Johnson, middle linebacker, Texas, sure, uh, sure. Kansas City Chiefs, 56. Yes. There's another one.
0: All right, that was good. All right, good. Routed right, that off. Okay, cool. Proud of you. All Good
2: right, Kendrick,
3: it. you got to go 56? Yeah, this is the Eric Foster episode of the podcast. D tackle Rutgers, 2005 to 2007. I know he had, E. Foster. Yep, oh, of course, he played in the NFL for a few years. He was so. in New
2: England, maybe, I think, I want to say. Uh, or maybe no, I'm wrong. He was in
3: Indianapolis. Oh, that's where it uh, was. One of my favorite Rutgers players of all time. I gave him a hug on the field after the Louisville game in 2006. uh when, awesome you
2: got, when they were two and you guys upset them? Uh, no,
3: that was South Florida. South Florida was two. Louisville, I believe, was five when we played them, and okay. Rutgers was 20. Gotcha. Um, somewhere around there. But yeah, it was a great
0: game. Way to hold it down for Jersey, baby. All right, Gabe. Show (laughs) us those stinky fingers. Delicious. Uh, Who'd you say? He's saying Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Taylor. He's irrelevant. (laughs) All right. Control room. What's up? Control room, you beautiful people. Breffo's in the house right in the back. (laughs) Oh, hello. Everybody, Hello. Michelle holding it down, and of course KP deep in the back in the ingest. What's in the cup, KP? Oh, that's our next segment. What's in KP's cup? No, that's coming. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna have Jerome Benison here in a little bit, and then we're gonna have Jordan Schultz joining us a little bit later to talk <laughs> some college hoops. What else do we got on here? And you don't know this yet. I took pictures of every page in your NFL draft yes, notebook. Right. You did know that, right? I found some interesting lines and quotes that I'd like to talk about. All right, cool. Uh, that I think are cool. That we like to show everyone our or, like, process. Are like my crazy stuff too? Uh, like how about my dude, crazy words? Awesome. No, not even the crazy words. We'll get <laughs> your to notebook that. is ridiculous.
3: I have. I can't read your handwriting, right. so I don't really know what you write in there. Somehow he can decipher it. I can't believe this stuff. I, I,
0: I had multiple people come in. By the way, this is Sims' ahead, draft yep. notebook right here, and you are one of the few people that still write in cursive. Yes, and I've. Tried Tried to show people the pictures and they do not understand it at all. I think I'm the only one that can read it. Thanks, buddy. I'm proud of it. You know, I like the way you. do I things. mean, it's
2: nice writing. Which it's just very nobody, nice nobody can writing. Nobody can read script anymore. Is that a the problem? Think so. They're not taught it. Uh, I'm curious, did you watch college basketball this week? I did. I watched a good amount. I wasn't like glued to it all day long, but like yes. when I got on the couch around six o'clock at night, I sat down. And what I was your
0: up. What was your big takeaway? How's my, your bracket doing? Uh, oh, my
2: bracket is uh, screwed. I had Michigan State winning it all. Okay, I done. was rooting for Middle Tennessee State when that game got course, close at the, the end. Of course, the funny How thing is yeah,
0: right. you, you want your bracket right. to do well, but at the same time you're like, ah, give me chaos. Kentucky
2: I had in the Final Four. I had them like upsetting UNC next round, so know. that ain't happening. So my bracket is screwed. I got Miami in the Final Four. Okay. And I can't remember my other or Four I team.
0: firmly believe there are three things in life that no one likes to hear about. Right. I don't want to hear about your bracket. Yeah, right. I don't want to hear about your fantasy football team. Right. And I don't want to hear about that one time you got the bad beat in poker. Oh, right, right, Let me guess. You had a really good hand, and then he caught something, and then he beat you? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yes. people are walking around, and me and Jordan were laughing about people being like, oh, yeah, yeah Villanova. It's like, well, yeah, there are two seed. Yeah, right, right. Yeah,
2: you're right. Those are categories like, uh, I, don't want, I don't care about hearing your dream from last night. Oh, great story. Thank you. you. You don't care about the dream? No, I don't really care.
0: Usually. I had a wild dream. I took some NyQuil last night. My dream was crazy. Josh was in my dream. Um, but I'm not going to tell wait, you about wait. it. You can't let that go. No, I was other in thing, ring. did you watch? Did you watch goal?
2: Did you? All right. First of all, NCAA tournament. I mean, the ACC is so much better than the rest of college basketball. It's not even close. I don't
0: care what anybody says. So your ACC Jordan, college basketball is the same thing as your SEC yes, college football. Yes.
2: Yes. My one common theme I saw, I felt like, and I don't know crap about college basketball. I really just started watching the last 10 days, but is... The teams either have really good basketball players and yes. no athletes or yes. they have a lot of athletes and none of them can shoot five like foot Baylor, jumpers like exactly Baylor. right yes right so uh, the ACC only seems to be the only conference that has consistently both like you know what some team athletes that's some in the basketball ACC players that
0: got really lucky right and I can't believe they went Notre Dame Yes. And you know who went to Notre Dame <laughs> oh
3: he's angry now
2: yeah Right. Go ahead. You can come over here and punch his punch his ass. Why are you gonna punch me? Go ahead. What's up, man? It's what? called
0: the luck of the Irish. What's man? Oh. How you doing, man? There's a man? reason for that. I'm gonna be. It's I'm gonna say this right now. I was the only one, Jerome Bettis, the it's bus Hall the luck of luck Famer. Of the Irish. I was the only one in this entire office rooting for Notre Dame. Everyone was on Stephen F. Austin, and the only reason I root for Notre Dame, he's like, "Hey guys, if Stephen F. Austin wins, we have to do a video." And I was like, "Come on, Notre Dame! Come on, Notre <laughs> well, Dame!" That was awesome, though.
1: But see, that just tells you yeah, that tell everybody me. in here. It's going against Notre Dame, you know, you either love them right. or you yeah. hate them. Yeah. And it even goes into basketball, and it's so sad. You know, you got to go with the favorite. Basketball
2: doesn't do me as much as, like, football. I'm rooting against you. Yeah. I just guarantee it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's well, one, of those, one, one of those teams, too. you either love them or you hate them. Yeah, it's, right, There's right. no in-between. Respect them, but I like, right. I'm like, who's Notre Dame playing? <laughs> oh, I'm rooting for the other team. <laughs> That's <Right>. so funny. <laughs> Did you
0: grow up in a household that was pro-Notre Dame? <laughs> no. I, I I didn't grow up
1: playing football yeah so well, I, I knew didn't you play were football bowler. until high school right yeah. so when they started recruiting me I, no lie I thought Notre Dame isn't that in Europe somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because I didn't watch college football right. so I yeah. had no clue where Notre Dame was you had no idea I, I had no idea so were you disappointed I, you know, I, it
0: was in Indiana
1: Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You thought you were going to Europe? (laughs) Well, Michigan and Ohio State must have been on you, right? Michigan and Ohio State were on me huge. And obviously, being in the state of Michigan, you know, the Wolverines were. They were after me. But everybody wanted me to play linebacker. Ah. Because you know I was all American linebacker coming out of sure. high school, so I was a, actually a better linebacker than I was running back. But I was going to be too short, right? Mm-hmm. So it just didn't make any sense for me to play linebacker when my dad was five ten, I was five eleven. and a half yeah. and your heart and that was,
2: was it. That, was your heart at running back, or, or did well, your, no, you just felt like the future was better well, than. I,
1: only, I had only played you know three years, right? So my my, my sophomore year, I played tight end and nose guard. So.
2: <laughs> you know, I, you literally,
1: I, played. I you literally. Kick too. right? <laughs> no,
0: I know, yeah, kick.
1: But I didn't, I didn't, so it didn't really matter to me. I was playing football. So, who was the one coach
0: that said I believe in you as a running back?
1: My high school coach. He and he kind of explained to me because he saw the talent on yeah. both sides. He right. said, he sat me down and said, "You would be the prototypical fullback where you'd be undersized." At linebacker, because right. I was five eleven, I was two forty. Right, come to high school, I ran a four four, but but I was, I, I was just too short. A I was five eleven, two
2: forty. Damn,
1: four four eight. Yeah, making so, bowling ball, and they were I like, you know like like what? Bowling, exactly. <laughs> it was like, be a bowling ball instead <laughs> of, you know. When was the first time linebacker? you got called the bus? When I was at Notre Dame. So at Notre it Dame, it was a, somebody in the student body newspaper. Wrote this article and 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 in it they spoke how I reminded them of, of a bus and then the next week the, there was a chant from the student body nobody stops the bus yeah. and it just stuck and Did you like being called it? You know what I, I didn't didn't really think about Come it. Come on, you're walking the on the campus, coaches, people are yelling bus at you. Well, the the coaches. When I was when I had just got recruited there in my first second year there they had a nickname they called me Big Daddy big as a truck quick as a caddy that's why they called him Big Daddy so <laughs> so like that, that was that was my nickname <laughs> can I can yeah. we call me Big Daddy from now on <laughs> yeah. big as a cast big movie? as a truck quick as a caddy that's why they call me Big, big Daddy. Daddy I love and it so it it kind of stuck and so they called me Big Daddy and then. Yeah. Then the fans start calling me the bus, and it and it didn't really it didn't really catch on until I was traded to Pittsburgh. Because then the yellow, the black, uh, and the right. yeah. Then
0: then it kind of took off. Yeah. Were right you? So right. you played on the L.A. Rams. Yeah. Uh, and now we have that again, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, to go, for, I can imagine as a young man to go from L.A. to Pittsburgh. Just hmm. as a young man not thinking about football and trophies, I would be a little bit disappointed. Well, Nothing against Pittsburgh, well, but it's well, LA.
1: But, but no no, I went from LA to St. Louis and then oh, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I was I was in I was on that you the team the that, number, that was the year for the first year over. Right. Wow. So I went from LA to St. Louis and that my friend that was pain. That was hard. Oh. And then you were like, oh sure, i will pre- go to Pittsburgh. I'll go to really? Really, no problem. <laughs> It can't be any worse. You know? Oh, <laughs> it uh. was it was bad. I mean, the the I'll, I'll never forget, you know, we had a great setup. We were in a, a old um middle school campus, like at uh, Rams Park is what it was called. Right. And so, you know, it was beautiful. It was it was no we didn't have no in the indoor visit. It was always sunny. Sure. We, they said, Okay, we're moving to St. Louis. It was like,
0: what? Yeah,
1: we're going where?
0: Right. It, it was it was not
1: a happy day. So if
0: Gurley calls you up and he's like, "Hey, am I going to like playing in L.A.?" I mean, what do you tell him?
1: I, I'll tell him you'll like it, um, but understand there are some things that come with it. Yes,
0: like and, be and be careful. It, it, well, he
1: needs to understand that the Rams sold him to the city of L.A. Mm-hmm. Much like when I was going to St. Louis, you know, I was on billboards and the, and the expectations were there. Right. So you have to be very careful. Right. In that. The, the expectations may to be to some point higher than the team can achieve right. oh. and so it puts him at a disadvantage so he has to understand that and and work you know work toward that on and off the field yeah what, that's what the off the get. field
0: stuff comes with la
1: it's a lot comes with it yeah. i mean I, i'll never forget I mean I'm I'm you know I left school early so I'm 21 22 oh, years old I'm in LA too. you get a pocket got a pocket full of money and he's I mean, from Detroit I right. mean I so, know I used to hang <laughs> with some Detroit people I know how you guys roll yeah so it was you know we were you know the game was in hand we, we were losing by 20 points and we were trying to figure out where we're going tonight right what club we're going yeah. to so it was you know it 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 it's a learning process and then when you're not winning it's not a good situation mm. to be in so they they're gonna have a, a little bit of a uh, uh, a period, a grace period. Right. Well, they have a grace period. Right. You know, this year, if they go, you know, was there five ever, and 11 that's okay. Yeah. But they only going to get one, two, maybe three years of that. They've right. got to start winning. When we right. talked
0: to Tim Brown, he talked about seeing Eddie Murphy out, and Eddie Murphy would be like, "Hey Tim, how you doing, man?" <laughs> like, was there a celebrity that recognized you out in L.A. or that you saw at a game that you were like, "Man, they are not going to have this in St. Louis." I, well,
1: I tell you, my my rookie year. Uh, the club Roxbury was still was still the club oh, Roxbury. Right. <laughs> it's called the Roxbury, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, that one, right? So, huh. so we go to the Roxbury, and they had this VIP area up there. I'll never forget it. I, you know, they they you know I, I was having a great rookie sure, year, right? So they you know they let me Come go on in right boss. there. I go in the VIP
0: area, and
1: yeah. I, I knew better than to sit to sit down. I mean, it was Prince was in one booth. Oh. It was. Um, um, uh, who else was it back there? Prince was on one side, but that's cool. Then enough, you just had, as it is. Well, yeah, that, that was when I was. The, he was like,
0: yeah, like I've then, never that's seen Prince. this guy. Right, like,
1: he's just kind of out. Right, uh, you know. Then you had uh, a couple of the Lakers there. Magic Johnson was there. Arsenio Hall was there with him. Right. And it was just like. It, it, it was just like wow. how big was
0: Prince in person? Because we were talking about Dave Chappelle earlier with his whole like Prince playing basketball thing. Like when you looked at him, could, do you think you, you could play him in basketball? Because he's always right. a small guy, right? Well, he's like five yeah. five. Yeah, he right? was, he, I mean, he was just yeah. sitting
1: in the booth. I mean, it's not one of those situations you look at like I could take him, right? It's, you know, yeah. you know, you're not. Yeah, that's yeah, like, Prince. Of course you that's can. Prince. You better right. be able to take him. Right. Eh? But you're not even <laughs> thinking that. You're like, man, when, when next time am I going to see Prince oh, man. in
2: a club? I mean. Really? And more importantly, how pretty were the girl sitting next to him? That's really all I care about I when was, I talk about know, Prince. Right? I
1: will say it was a, a, it was a glam fest right, in there. Right. I was definitely out of place. <laughs> 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 I was—I wasn't dressed for it. What are you, you wearing? Know, I just had jeans and a shirt. I mean, you know, I didn't know. You don't know me. What do you do? But but it was a learned mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And um, I, I grew from that. How I so? Bet. Because the next time I went in there, I was ready to play.
2: Right, <laughs> oh, right. You weren't in awe anymore. Exactly.
1: I wasn't in awe. Right. Exactly. All right, I exactly. want to ask
2: you just a few football questions. I mean, I, I know yeah. you, I don't know how many of the, well, first of all, like my early recollection of you is Sugar Bowl, Florida, <laughs> green number six yeah. on. that. One, I can still really remember being in my house growing up going, man, this bowling ball for a running back is kind of good. And you were fast, too, at that time. Uh, like that shot of you. Uh, but, okay, but okay. the running backs now this day you know this day and age first of all, uh, does it hurt you to see them disrespected in free agency uh, not being drafted in the top 10 anymore? and with that with that, who jumps out of you who you like this year just to some of the young running backs? I know that was a lot of damn questions there, but but
1: first of all, I was glad to see you weren't brainwashed as a child against Notre Dame. That's great. No, to no, sense. I know. That's I know. great to see. Right. That, you know, that's kudos to Dad. Yeah, Dad was you right. You <laughs> weren't right. Probably when you once you got to Texas, you I you, got off. You, yeah, up. yeah. You, you but know, I respected they, Lou big yeah, time. Okay. Lou well, that's big time, that's what right. I like to hear. Okay, yeah. and that, that lets me know that <laughs> right. there's a heart in there somewhere. <laughs> it's in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but the the running back position, uh, you know, the the problem is, and I think it stems from the the college game, right? Uh, all these spread offenses yes. uh, that's coming to the game. What's happened is, it's taken the the running back, and let's give you a perfect example. Miles Jack, under normal circumstances, if he was in a pro, a pro style offense, he would play tailback. Right. Mm-hmm. But because the offenses don't exist. He has to play linebacker. So now you're you know, he would be a prototype he running be. back. Six right. two, 240 you know, right. get run four or five, four, right. four four. I mean, perfect size for a NFL running back. Right. But he chooses to play linebacker because the offenses in college don't promote that position there's only maybe eight schools uh, Alabama yeah, LSU right. uh you know Michigan yeah, uh, Georgia, Ohio State yeah. Wisconsin right, Georgia right. uh yeah you know, and that's it right? Right. USC, it, it, that's it, right maybe USC that's it right that will will run a pro style offense so now when you get to the NFL it's only eight schools that you can look for for a pro style running back yeah, these other other schools, they want a smaller, shiftier guy because right. of the spread we'll offenses. get them in
0: space. Right. Well, and you, and right. so, so, so the hurts. Spread offenses, it's hurt offensive line play. No doubt about and it. And that, in effect, exactly. also hurts. How can, ev- How
2: can you evaluate offensive yes. linemen in the Big 12? All they do is run the outside zone and it's it, it, quick screen. And it's they outside.
1: never put their hand on the ground. Very rarely. So now, right. you don't know what they can do in you know in in a tight box right. in 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 that situation where the the, the linemen make their you know money. yeah So you don't you never get a chance to see that. So you're right. How can you evaluate yeah, Same so, with the defensive linemen so too. so now guess Man. what? That's why all your defensive linemen are coming out of SEC. Exactly right because they're playing smash mouth football right. so the coaches can get a true representation of what they think you will translate to in the NFL. Right. All the other guys are question marks, and that's why you're seeing a lot of defensive go- defensive guys yeah. wash out, and especially defensive linemen that are in the, the Pac-12 or, or, you know, right. the, the former, you know, or the Big, Big Twelve, 12 right? Is, so, right. And, and that's that's part of the problem. But you know, it, it's it's a, a changing game. The yeah. dynamic is changing. Right. But what we're seeing from those. Uh, conferences right. is dynamic wide receiver play.
2: Yes, right. right. So,
1: so we lose the the running backs, right. but we gain that the there the is superstar one throwback. Right. Exactly. The one right.
0: throwback right now is the Kidal Alabama. Derrick Henry, who I know Sims is a lot higher on than most people. It's been interesting to watch that roller coaster of he's an incredible athletic specimen. Oh, he's not really a great NFL runner. And now we're somewhere in the middle. I think he's being
2: disrespected a little. That's my big thing. I mean, yeah. Ezekiel Allen's number one. I understand that. But Derrick Henry, you know, I, I have to do the draft. So I like my yeah. iPad there has got all right. the film on it and I watch it. I mean, 6'2", 245. I think he's better in close quarters than people give him credit for. His feet are good. Got great feet like a like you did. I mean, he's very underrated that way. But I would love to hear your thoughts so, on it.
1: So the concern with him is right. the there's not many great players to
2: build. Look, look like at him, him
1: right. and say, okay, he he relates and correlates. All right, great to Eddie George will obviously be the only one, right? right? Maybe a Brandon Jacobs, right? Maybe a Brandon right. Jacobs. And the the issue with say a Brandon Jacobs was that. Um, he he wasn't quick he right. he was fast good speed right. but if he didn't have a lane what can he do it, there some, was can he do anything right. and the ability to make people miss you right. know that's that's the mark of a really good running back sure, right. or when, when you look at him we haven't seen it yet now can he do it we don't quite know I, mm. I, maybe it was because at Alabama there wasn't you know, they were downhill so much yeah. you didn't you didn't see a lot of that that shiftiness in the hole Type of moves. I think he can. I'm yeah. not certain about right. it. So, so the question mark becomes: Is he too big from a leverage standpoint? Right. Because running back is all about leverage and, and staying low. Mm. Now, him running up high as much that becomes a question. Just like, too, right? just like, just like a quarterback in his hand size. Sure. Right. Well, that was a big question but, for Adrian Peterson. i Right. He was and a very vertical runner. Very vertical runner. But we saw how dynamic he could be. Sure. And, but how quick he was. And and that's a different type of running back than we have. You're right, and, and
2: because NFL coaches, as you know and and I know, they're right. they're creatures of habit. We've talked about it a lot. It's you know yeah, oh, we haven't seen a running back this tall with this size, so that scares them right off the bat. Absolutely, and I would be scared of longevity.
1: Right. Well, here's the here's the problem. Longevity
2: with all the hits on the legs yes. and things like that yep. are going to be the other. And
1: issue. and there there's a, a question about Alabama running backs. Sure. So Nick Saban, all of his running backs, right. they get a lot of work. In college, so they say. Well, you know, have they lost all the tread in college, so so that's always a concern with running backs coming out of Alabama. So he's got that knock against him as well. So he's in. The question is, do we assign the the resources to him a second round pick or first round pick? That's right. Do we do that? And that, that becomes the question mark. Yeah. With.
0: Yeah. I have a tough Pittsburgh question for you. With Martavis Bryant being suspended for the mm-hmm. year, I look at Le'Veon Bell and how he was suspended mm-hmm. for a little bit. I look at Joey Porter in the playoffs mm-hmm. and he comes on the field. There, there's a lot of stuff right now that is taking one of the most talented teams in football and it's putting it all to the sideline. And I'm curious – do we put that on Mike Tomlin? Who, who do we put the blame on for all of these things happening where it's kind of like, what's going on in Pittsburgh right now?
1: Yeah, that is, you know, it's, it's fair to ask that, that question. You know, I, I think uh, with the Le'Veon Bell, I, I believe that's an isolated I uh, so situation. Right. I right. think he learned from that. He understands, uh, he understood that. Uh, the Martavis Bryant, you know, being such a young player, mm. it, was, it was really hard to really get him, Acclimated into the system and understanding that because it was so, it it happened so fast. Right, right. Usually, you get a guy into the system and you he understands how things go. but 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 bop bop bop. All of a sudden, things are happening and you know they they can't you know pull them back from that. But understand this: that you know the, the Steelers organization is they're very. Proactive organization. Exactly. They yeah. don't. They, they you know they don't like just the
0: let you let anything happen. But with so that so. saying, I trust the Rooney family and what they've done because they always seem to be a step of the curve. But right. then I watch Tomlin on the sideline and look. I would love to play for a guy like that. Right. Not that I could, but I would love to because he's got that energy. Right. But does that ever bleed over sometimes into okay? Maybe we're letting it a little bit too loose right now. No, not at all. Well, if,
1: if you if you kinda watch him understand him he's got a no-nonsense kinda deal with him. I was with him in the yeah, yeah he's he, got a he no-nonsense with him. you know you 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 see his exuberance you see him you know laughing or yeah. or, or you know having a good time with the guys but he's on still has control but he is a straight-up-and-down okay. guy so he he believes in discipline yeah make no mistake about it and if you heard the comments from the organization after Martavis Bryant came in. It wasn't that the cuddly cuddly, yeah. uh, you know, it was
0: he needs to straighten
1: here's out. the deal. And yeah. and because they've got past experience. Uh you know, they let some quality players go. Yeah, yeah you're right. As a result. You know,
2: uh, the only thing I wanna please, say about please. that, just because I do know Mike T and I wanna say I mean, you mm-hmm. know Mike T is he is he is more discipline oriented than people realize. He's also got a little renegade in him. He wants his players to tote the line a little bit. And he's not afraid to take care. I mean, Mm -hmm. take a chance on a Martavis Bryant who, always got some off-the-field issues. But what are we really talking about with off-the-field issues anyways? You and I have had this discussion. I mean, oh, Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant smoked weed. Oh, no. I know only all of America is smoking weed. You can curse, by the way, on the podcast. Yeah, you're allowed to. (laughs) So that that bothers me, too, because we judge the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm going to go, well... We could go to every it other team in, in the same week and say fifty out of the fifty-three guys are smoking weed or whatever it else is during the non-drug testing time mm-hmm. of the year. It right? is interesting that right. the same
0: week that Mark Davis Bryant was suspended for the year, that Eugene Monroe came out and said, "I'm donating ten thousand dollars to marijuana research because I think our game needs this in there right. to help with physical like hits and all that stuff." Yes, uh, I'm, I want to get uh, to what you're here for in a second, but I have one last question. So, Josh, don't get angry at me. Bill Cower was here a little bit ago, and uh, someone told us that we weren't allowed to ask. About his chin and all that—is he self-conscious <laughs> about <laughs> his chin? Like, is it like an issue? Um, like, I,
1: I don't think he's self-conscious about it. You know, his nickname uh, years ago was Chin. The chin. Yeah, yeah. was a chin. Right. So I mean, obviously, <laughs> is it weird? Y- I
0: mean, we couldn't
1: call him that. You what would happen if you called Bill
0: Howard Chin? You say, "Hey, Chin."
1: Oh yeah, it, I, I would. I would meet. You know. He'd give you you a nasty look, look, I get that look. me yeah. tell you later but, maybe but, not to do but that. But one part of it too is also it's a respect factor as oh, well for sure. So, but so, so I from find it player, to be better yeah. from a player coach we still have that relationship, and we'll, we'll always have that right. yeah. player-coach relationship. That's just how it works. Yeah. I know? just always so found it the chin. I would never say chin. Right. What's My dad's up? like yeah. that with
2: Bill right. Same thing. He's exactly. still like, "Hey coach, yo, hey, what? Coach. What? coach, you want I, me to run wind sprints yeah, so now?" Okay. Absolutely. Period well, no, because I as think as you know word. if you
0: look at like Disney characters, all the really manly guys have the biggest chin. chin. If right. I had a chin yeah. like that, I'd be like, "Yeah, call me the chin, <laughs> baby. I got the chin." Uh, what's What's the reason you're here today? Why have we been blessed with your presence? Well, I'm I'm I've partnered with Stryker and
1: and uh, we're, we're I, I'm not the chin on this one. Uh, and we are, we're, we're working with, trying to educate uh, fans in general really about joint health mm-hmm. and, and really the need to stay active. And, and obviously, having played 13 years, right. there's a lot of aches and pains that, that come with the territory. But I, I quickly understood now that you don't have to have all the the, the pain you don't that have to comes be with you don't right. have to be you know, right. the chronic pains uh that don't, doesn't have to be the case well, i'm and sure so, you went
0: through a few oh absolutely
1: and, and and still going through it and uh we'll need a uh a, a, a knee replacement, replacement. At, at at some point but i i understand that now and getting the education uh that's important and you know i partnered with striker and they've got a big initiative uh that uh, they're doing at Some golf tournaments uh, this uh, spring and summer.
0: You're going to be going to three PGA tournaments. Yeah, I'll be
1: going to three tournaments, and and at the events they have the the big tents there, and they'll have a it's called a striker challenge, and it's the you know striker mobility challenge. So basically, you go in and check up on your yeah, exactly, and and it's it's real simple things that we take for granted. So getting out of a golf cart, which it's normal, right? But if you have a bad hip, that's yeah. going to hurt. For sure. Or trying to read the putt, right? So getting down on your knee, trying to read the putt, if you have bad knees, that's going to hurt yeah, you, and yeah. that's, that'll show up. And so these type of things are really there to to show uh, the fans that you know what you don't have to hurt. You don't have to hurt. Yeah. You can get with your physician and get a game plan that you don't have to hurt. And Ooh. if if it needs to be uh, replace or whatever, right? Then you know the the the, the necessary tools are there for you. Right. So that's the goal here. So it's it's all about education. Well, I hope so. this was pain free for you as well, my man. It, I mean, it was pain free. I
2: mean, he's got the sneakers on. First of all, yeah. I want to see your ring too, because yeah. I always oh, yeah. like to check out the ring. I mean, yeah. it's an awesome it is. ring. Yeah.
0: I mean, Yo, so you've seen a ton of rings. I've seen Is this. Well, I mean,
2: Pittsburgh would be up there as far as best rings altogether, anyways. Especially as they got later, like the last few, because they but, got a lot of trophies well, well, on that
1: there. one. I designed that one.
2: You did you design this I one? I got a
1: chance to design that. So that's really team, cool for the whole team. So because he's one so, of the old heads. So so actually we we won the it. Super Bowl right. I knew I was retired. I retired yeah. on the podium. So when we got in the locker room, I saw Mr. Rooney on the other side. So I beelined over there. I said, Mr. Rooney, I would love to be a part of right. the process. So who, you yeah. know, whatever, whoever decides, right. I yeah. would love to be a part. He says, Okay, Jerome, it'll be me and you. And I was like, Okay. Right. So he called me one day, like in April, and was like, Hey, come up here. We I want to des- we design in the ring. Yeah. Got on the plane, went there, and. He had an idea with one one Super Bowl trophy and I was like all the team all my teammates said we want bling right. and I'm thinking <laughs> to myself oh my god right. he only want to put one diamond I'm like I'm in trouble yeah right I said Mr. Rooney we we got have all the all the Super Bowl <laughs> trophies in there right. and he says well why I said this team didn't win all those well, trophies Right. Yeah, yeah. he said you know you guys I want you guys to be I don't want you guys to be separate these guys I said you know, Mr. Rooney, what you got to understand is we walk in every day into this facility, right? And we walk past those four two Bowl right. trophies, and we don't want to be excluded. We want to be included right. with those guys. We want to feel as though we help the legacy continue, right. because yeah. these guys created a standard of excellence, and it's been our job to meet that standard. And now we have met that standard. We right. want to be included with those guys, and so he said. Ah, oh, makes a lot of sense. So right. it was a quick I mean, you sales job. And you, I was like, and you were like, man, I, I like, got some Ooh. more diamonds. Don't worry. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and actually have more. But then they, 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 uh, they took out the, the black onyx. Should have been oh. all diamonds. And they said, nah.
0: So did you have but guys come up to you afterwards? Like, yo, good looking out, man. Yeah,
1: they yeah. were like, good job, but good job. And I was like.
0: Phew. Yeah, that's a sharp but one. But they
1: don't know what I had to do. That is so funny. Yeah, to, awesome. to solve it. you were the man, dude. Thank we you. really appreciate uh, it. Good luck to the rest of the world.
2: As he's going out the door, too, Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott? Who's the better prospect? Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm putting you on the spot because both are awesome. Both are awesome, right. but I'm a
1: big back, so right. i got to go
2: Gurley. You're going Gurley. I'm a big got back. You. i got to go. All right, right. man. Appreciate you But both of them will be good. Thanks, man. Go Irish. All right. <laughs> you Take know, care, guys. You know opening <laughs> game is Texas Notre Dame. In Texas, I'll be there.
3: We're in trouble. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> We're in trouble. Thank I, you guys very I think very your much.
2: quarterback, because I was watching film the other day. Malik Zaire? Uh, yes. I was watching the Texas D-lineman, and I was watching Malik. Malik Zaire is going to be the best quarterback in college football this year. He you has got. It. It. He can throw it like I've never seen. Oh, wow. I was,
4: I was really to impressed. Heard here first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah hear I hear was hear. really impressed. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Be Thank good. you very much. See ya. Be good, That man. was
0: a heck of a ring, huh? That was. So what are the rings... Or in your top rings?
2: Uh, I always check out the rings. I mean, I, I like to do that. Uh, I mean, first of all, you know how the rings started, right? Have I told that story on the podcast? The rings started with the glamorous part of it because of the the Raiders and Al Davis. Right. You were only allowed to spend $5,000 on your ring. Well, the Raiders won their Super Bowl back in the 1976 year when they beat the Vikings. And Al Davis was like, screw the NFL. I want to make the ring the way I want to make. So he had them charge him $5,000 for the ring. And then he had him charge him $5,000 for the box that the ring came in as well. So he found a loophole, and the Raiders were the first team to have the real extravagant rings. Uh, but that is a cool ring. The Cowboys, some of that 49ers sure. rings are special. I love the but,
0: that Davis started it too. Yes, he, he is such right. an aggregator like an aggravator in the oh, NFL's right. history, but right. he's also the reason why we have these great passing teams. No he's doubt. also the reason we have these cool rings yes. and flash. Right. Sorry I didn't get to ask Jerome about your Costa Rica question, man. Oh, it's quite all right. He wanted to ask Bennis how his there. Costa Rican vacation went.
3: He's Instagramming pictures about it, so I figured I'd ask him. Right. Get a little personal touch about the Bennis family. You know what's so crazy, though,
2: just with him, too? I mean, you see his body. He's played nose tackle and linebacker. You would be shocked at how many stories are like that. Or like Warren Sapp was like a tight end and a running back in high school. Yeah. And then he got too big, and they said, you know what, let's play D-tackle. But there's isn't more that, of those stories than you
3: Isn't it part of that though that just the free the guys that are going to the NFL? Yes, are they're, the just athletes. Athletes. they're just freak athletes. Exactly. right.
0: Everywhere. the stories exactly they tell right. about guys like Jonathan Ogden, right. Like the left tackle stories are the craziest because you're not just six foot two fifty, you're six eight 300, playing running back Man. and tight end. Yes, those are the super freaks. Walter oh. Jones
2: when those like left tackles, like I used to play around with them. You know, me and horse like horse around, like come up and jump on their back or whatever. Like when they would play around, I'd be like, uh, "Don't play with me! You're too big!" Like, get off yes. me. Yes,
0: you mentioned uh, Malik Zaire and the quarterbacks. Right. There, you have no idea what topics we're doing, so I'm very excited. Uh, we're shooting this on a Monday morning. Uh, Josh was asking me about this this quarterback comparison from the guys this year to last year. Oh yes. What What was the uh, the thing that you saw?
3: What was the the Mayock thing that you brought up to me that? Goff and Wentz as prospects are better than Mariota and Winston. Right. Yeah, Mike
0: Mayock said that. Daniel Jeremiah came out and said, I don't think it's close. Right. Do you think it's at all close between Goff and Wentz as the top two and Mariota and Winston as the top two No. I,
2: I, when Mayock made a comment like that, I was like, damn, we need to drug test him on the spot. Because, yeah, I think that's a little far-fetched. First of all, you're talking about two Heisman winners in Mariota and, and Winston who were special and really had no physical deficiencies at all. Uh, right, and they've done it over periods of time where we got to see sustained success, right? Yes. I know Winston was only two years, but we saw him play two years in a row where he said every week he's pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, no, they're not on their level. Wentz, as much as I even love Wentz, his physical ability and I think he could be a superstar, like I made the video saying he could maybe be an Andrew Luck. Yeah. I think if he was in this draft, he would still probably be the third quarterback. As in he, the Mariota Winston If draft. he was in the if Mariota and Winston were in this draft or whatever it was, right, yes. Wentz would be third. Uh, Wentz, because again, Wentz, even though the physical abilities you go, wow, are awesome. Yeah, you're going to talk about, you know, one double A football. He's only sure. had really two years. Well, of playing I even in said the, when Josh right, said that, I been said, hurt.
0: I said, I think Sims likes Paxton Lynch more than golf.
2: Well, yes, then that's the other thing. Golf, I, you know, golf. Listen, I like golf. I don't understand the love affair with golf right now. I don't really understand. He is is,
0: slotted in at number seven to the 49ers in like every mock draft. Yeah, I know.
2: And I'm not sold that's going to happen either. I'm really not. I mean, they got Blaine Gabbert Gabbert and Kaepernick as of right now. I don't think that's a definite. And golf, yes, very good, well-schooled in the drop-back pass game. He's good at full full field reads as you hear that. He's got a quick release, can make all the throws. But he does nothing special physically. I think that's the first thing you have to realize. He doesn't have like an elite arm. He's not going to go in the NFL and have one of the 10 best arms of football. Neither is he going to be one of the five or 10 best athletes at the position. He's a good player. If you need someone to start right away next year, great. I think Paxton Lynch has a higher ceiling than Goff, right? But he's just more raw. To me, more it raw. sounds
0: like because uh, I went through your draft notebook, and we're going right. to get to that in a second. But you, you're like in there, the way you talk about Shaq Lawson and a guy like Leonard Floyd, okay? Shaq Lawson sounds like a little bit more like Goff, like he does everything well, but nothing's elite. Yes. And Leonard Floyd, you go well. If he hits, yes. it could be special. Yes. Lower floor, higher ceiling. Right. And I honestly,
2: Leonard Floyd, I think uh, I don't even know if you could say is a lower lower floor. Floyd is a special, special athlete. Leonard
0: Floyd is a pass rusher, outside linebacker, D.N. from Georgia. Right,
2: middle linebacker, did it all. I watched three games on the kid. Freak athlete, a lot like Randy Gregory, but probably has more natural size. I mean, he was six six. Bring up his measurables, like his whole combine workout.
0: And I believe your direct. He's I believe your direct quote in my well, notes. Yeah, I'm not going to. say Go this. ahead.
2: Oh, I said he's not a a a, a wussy like some of the other Daniel long Hunter. athletic yes. pass rushers we've seen. Whether you want to put, yes, Daniel Hunter, who proved me wrong, or Deion Jordan. Yes. Yes. This kid has, first of all, I don't think it was the most well-coached Georgia football team. You know my thoughts on Mark Richt and that crew down there. Uh, Why he wasn't rushing off the end all game long, every single game, is mind-blowing to me. He really did it consistently the most against Penn State. But he's a freak athlete. Well, what six, is he? 6'6",
3: 244, 4'6", 40, uh, 39 and a half inch vert. 39.
2: And what was the other ones? Like, what's the five ten five 5", and then 3 cone? Is that on there? Uh, no, it's not. He didn't do that?
3: Broad jump, 127 But inches. see,
2: that's a guy there where the football play, you go, oh, he's a good football player. And, and you, you go, af- you yeah. see the athleticism with the size and length. And, oh, well, he does. He has elite athleticism. Mm. Shaq Lawson's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. But I do question – I don't think Shaq Lawson's a first-round pick gotcha. in general. And we
0: went over that before yes. with okay. All right, right. Before we dive deep I think in- the
2: Dodd kid, the other defense end, will be a higher draft pick than Shaq Lawson.
0: Before we dive really deep into the draft, I want to get a few news and notes from the NFL. Right. One, RG3 to the Browns. Yes. Now, beyond Hugh Jackson as the quarterback whisperer, right. beyond RG3 maybe he was in a bad situation and now he's going – to a place where he he's not expected to be the guy right away. Well, he was in a
2: bad situation a lot because of himself. Because too. of himself, right?
0: Here's my thing. Right. You have RG three, the quarterback who no one wants to deal with, and the Browns, the place where no quarterback wants to play. Right. Is it possible that in this case, two really wrongs? Can become a right because if there has been a worse situation, right. This is it, right? Like these, these two should stay far away from each other, right? But I have a feeling you're going to say it makes sense. Well, it, it, in a lot of ways, it does. That's
2: crazy. to I me. know, I know it does. Listen, is it the perfect scenario? No, it's not. We know that, but
0: I'm already ready to put RG three and then cross them out and then put it on that guy's jersey. Well,
2: I, I think it. Listen, if RG three goes to the Cleveland Browns, first of all, I, I do think RG three is at least on the right track. And my soul, he's got all his issues fixed. No, but he's on the right track. Then Hugh Jackson with him, I do think would be a really good thing for RG three. Uh, you've heard he my thoughts. Yeah, all Hugh's great. Hugh is just a great man. He's a great leader. He understands how to talk to people and really doesn't allow them wiggle room and BS. Right? Whether it's an excuse for not working right. out hard or not, right. he let, he lets none of that fly. So he would be good for RG three from that stance. The big thing is Cleveland. They have to evaluate whether what they want to do with that two pick and. They have a lot of holes on their roster. What do they want to do? Do they want to get another quarterback? If they get RG3 and you have Josh McCown, it makes me think that they're either going to try to trade down and collect players or maybe there's a second or third you round quarterback. You told
0: me that Hugh Jackson partially wanted the Browns' job because he loved Carson Wentz yes. so much. And if you're telling me that you're going to just go, you know what, I like RG3, well then I'm telling you that you've already lost, and Hugh, you're probably going to be there for two, three years. Because well, if you think you have the quarterback right. in the future, yeah. but you're going to go, let me get this off the old recycling heap and make him my quarterback, that sounds crazy to I me. Ag- Lefko,
2: I understand. I agree, it does. It's crazy you know what's even crazier is they got a baseball guy running their football team and they got a sashi are you Cohen. hearing
0: bad things about them well already? i mean I,
2: I think everybody is yes i've heard rumors i don't know yeah but yeah i don't i think everybody's confused with cleveland and now that he was taking the job what have they done other than lose some of their best players so now they probably look at it and he goes damn yeah i, I wanted players. carson wentz i would have loved that But holy cow, am I going to be able to uh, put 22 starters on the field? All I know
0: is this, is I saw what Chip Kelly offered Tennessee for Mariota. Right. And if that's the asking price for a number two quarterback, and you're going to give that up for some guy, you're going to go off McCown, who's like 35, and RG3, and you're going to say, hey, this could be the future franchise quarterback who other teams will give an entire boatload for. I'm not giving it up because they are too hard to get. They're too hard to get. And that's all I have. Uh,
2: listen, your thought is not wrong there. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. All, all right,
0: good. Right. Uh, so Dwight Howard, uh, this I past guess. weekend. All right, good. But, yeah, that's all we had to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, Dwight Howard, you see this got busted with Stickem. Oh, I you know I don't know this whole story. So go. So ahead. Apparently, he uses stickum like all the time, like sprays it on his hands, which is like I mean, how does that hands been like twelve inches long? I mean, how the hell is that even possible? I don't understand it. But then, what were you seeing that was going on with gloves in the NFL? Well, they're as well? trying to
2: maybe yeah. This I, is your thing. This is I I had texted him. I know they were they are looking at. Making the gloves less tacky and making the skill of catching the ball important once again,
0: which Shuff- I'm I'm for and I'm against. Right, I'm against because man, it's been entertaining to watch guys like Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, who, I you got to think he's still able to catch the ball. He's still got an amazing hands, but the catch hand. is like here and here and right. And, it's how much will that impact the game? A lot.
2: I mean, there's a reason that we like can it? go back in history and guys like I mean Jerry Rice, that less talented than Odell Beckham Jr. He wasn't doing these crazy catches. Yeah, and I can guarantee he could could have done it. Do you like them taking away the tackiness? I do. The gloves are I think ridiculous uh, at this point day and age as far as the tackiness. I I don't know. I w- one day we got to get a pair in here so you can catch it. And oh, be dude, like, I've tried it. I catch everything It's ridiculous. It's exactly right. So I think that from the quarterback standpoint and the wide receiver standpoint, yes, they need to look at it. It's a little ridiculous, all the one-handed catches. My big thing with it, and you know this, is I think it's a huge player safety concern. That's the, my number one issue. We've seen more one-handed tackles. I'm going to rip the – I'm going to rip – these running backs are stronger than ever now and they're going through the line of scrimmage and I see linebackers who are 220 pounds ripping them down with one hand. It's because the grip has become so phenomenal they can grab the shoulder pads, whatever it may be. Yes. And because of that, we see tackles like Perfect on Le'Veon Bell because he grabbed him from from ten feet away, and then he never loses the grip, and he can basically just hang on and ro- use dead ride him like a like a like he's about to tie a, a calf in a yes. damn you know rodeo. Rodeo exactly. So uh, I do think there was of... And you
3: really just came out.
0: Yeah,
2: the Texas. I went to one rodeo in my life uh, with their Yep, I did. I don't know, with a really big donor. He took me there. It was really cool. I got an awesome was like there a $100 cowboy.
0: handshake. Chris? Oh no,
2: not on this one. No hundred dollar
0: handshake. He just paid this time. for your corn on the cob to oh, stick. Oh no,
2: I paid for it all. I paid for my seat front row at the rodeo. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> think you did. Uh, all right, I want to get into the big topic from the weekend that everyone's been talking about, Adam Laroche, and I am a little bit shocked. Because Fendrick is telling me that you're on the side of the White Sox that goes, get the kid out of the locker room. Right. And I looked at him and went, okay, if you don't know, by the way, Adam LaRoche, White Sox, is retiring early, leaving $13 million on the table because right. his son Drake was going to, like, half of the away games for the White Sox, taking drills with the team. The team apparently loved him. But then Ken Williams, the GM, says... Kid can't be in here. He retired, wrote a big note. Right. Mister, I was in the locker room hanging out with the players. You don't want the kids in the locker room? Like, yeah. wasn't that an incredible uh, experience well, for you?
2: It was. And just so you know, like, my dad would bring me maybe on a four Saturday practices the whole year, and he was scared to death of Bill Parcells and me being in the way of him. He would go out for the walkthrough in Giant Stadium, and he would make me go sit in the stands while they had the walkthrough. Because he knew, like, if I was running around the sidelines, Bill would have been like,
0: this isn't a, you know, this isn't an effing daycare, Sims. Get me the attic. Get out of here. It's weird that Bill Parcells sounds like Warren Sapp. Well, but I either, way, but le- either way, but uh, either way, listen, I, yeah,
2: get the damn, I'm sorry, get the damn kid out of the locker room. It's a workplace. This is what I don't understand about baseball. First of all, they're into all these old rules and these, oh, these unspoken guys. You think Ty Cobb or Babe Ruth are bringing kids to the ballpark? Get the F out of here with that crap. Yes, it's a professional workplace. If I was on his team, and I know if I was playing baseball, I would attack the job professionally day in and day out. Um, I want to be able to speak freely in the locker room. I want to say cuss words and whatever else that's inappropriate that some kids shouldn't be listening to. What if
0: he said, no, it's fine. Okay, that's fine. But but... nonetheless,
2: I don't want him around either. There's going to be moments where I'm going to be getting changed before a big game, and I'm going to look over and go, get this – f and 10 10-year-old out of my face. I'm not in here to play daddy daycare. What
0: was your take on all so, the players that were like, no, he's a part of the team? Yeah, you know, listen, I don't know. That,
2: what are they going to say, first of all? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, finally, your LaRoche gets him and his damn kid out of here. That, so what's, what are they going to say, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think that's professional. I don't think that. And for a sport that always talks about these codes of the game and these unwritten rules, then they have rules like this where they want to go, oh, no, we just want it to be a playground and have fun, but don't show emotion after you hit a home run drives me crazy about baseball. Interesting. So, yeah, I
0: thought you were going to be like all oh, Drake LaRoche, keep him in there. No. No. So what would you do if Philip, like if you were still playing and like, Philip was like, "I want to go to the locker room."
2: I I would bring him every once in a while if he wanted to come on. If, oh, okay. We got a we got a Saturday day game, right? We played a Saturday day game. The game's over. "Hey, come on down from the stands. I'll bring you in the locker room and we can drive home together." Great. But for him to be there all the time, I think that is totally unprofessional. I respect the White Sox decision. What do you think of him as a what dad? What are they going to do if what they do bring him?
0: You think of him as a dad. Well, I mean, like, as a dad. Like I'm you're, sure you're... he's a
2: great dad. I yeah, mean, obviously. Like, like I don't know if he's really setting a realistic lifestyle for his son. That would be my evaluation, right? I mean, no, go to school like the normal kids. You don't get to miss, like, two months and just get a lot of homework. Because
0: you're at the ballpark with me yeah, every day. I don't know
2: if that's necessarily setting the greatest example for that kid either.
0: I think it's interesting. But we'll see. We'll see how he grows up. I haven't heard of the perfect parent yet, so I don't know. No, you're best. right. You I'm certainly I not. I know that. I think you're all pretty right. good. Oh, thanks. Uh, can I get to the notebook now? Yeah. Let's just do one or two of them. No, nah, we're going to do all three. We're all right. do the draft notebook We can do one or two of them. So here's Chris Sims's notebook. People can't understand it. It makes no sense. The cursive is wild. And what I did was I sat there Saturday and Sunday while watching college basketball, and I said, let me see what I can find. Boy, did I find some good nuggets. First guy, I'm gonna read it and you tell me who it is. I've <laughs> I've learned the way he writes. I know when he gets excited, right. I know he'll he'll question himself and just so I
2: just so everybody knows. I watch the film and I just sit there and I just talk to myself as I'm watching the guy. And just I I would, literally what I would say out of my mouth is what I write down usually. I found part. this
0: guy and I looked up at Fendrick and I go, man, Sims really likes this guy. And here is my favorite line: Quote, he is taking turns, whooping the out of every single (laughs) offensive lineman of Oklahoma.
2: So that's my Hassan Ridgway.
0: You are loving Hassan Ridgway. I mean, I went through the notebook, and every single sentence is, oh, man, is he a physical freak. Oh, man, is he awesome. I I mean, what is the deal with this kid? uh, I haven't seen him in the first round in a single mock draft.
2: I have a feeling you're going to see him soon as people continue to crack away. Uh, But his physical ability is phenomenal. His athletic ability is phenomenal. Uh, And... He is just about as unblockable as it gets one on one. Yeah, I've written down things like I know I wrote John Randall at the end. Yes,
0: uh, you wrote John Rand, and that's the other thing, right? Oh, so finish your point on the Randall. No, us on but Ridgeway, I just
2: uh, I'm amazed all the different positions he can play, and you know we saw Malcolm Brown at Texas last year. He go in the end of the first round to the New England Patriots. Uh, I think this kid is every more disruptive than a Malcolm Brown. Interesting. Uh, maybe not quite as stout.
0: So you think we'll see him in the first round?
2: I think you're going to see start seeing him in mock drafts You wrote the first John round.
0: Randall. That's a big name I to throw down. I-,
2: I was thoroughly impressed with this guy. I think he is, other than the two Alabama kids, I think he is the third best interior defensive lineman in the draft. I- I'm not counting DeForest Buckner either, so he's in
0: arguably the deepest defensive lineman draft that we've seen in quite a long yes. time. The other thing that I really like with Sims <laughs> is, oh, Oh, I guess this is the cough episode. It is, the episode cough 56. episode. It's a viral play. I guess Sims is coughing, Zika. <laughs> um, the other thing that's really funny is he you compare guys to players. Right. But as you watch more film, the comparisons change. Right. So this guy started off as a Booger McFarlane type. Uh, right. And then he turned into Sylvester Williams. And then you wrote maybe he's more Ian Williams, of the 49ers, and then at the very end you wrote, he is Vince Wilford, yes. triple underline. Right. Triple underline is really serious. Andrew <laughs> Billings, Billings of Baylor. Right. Right. So how did your evolution of the player comps go? Well, I, I always, I think, first, I think
2: when I first look at players, I just, the modern day players first come to my head. And then I just, as I go, I just want to write down what I'm thinking again, just to see if, okay, oh, that Sylvester Williams isn't the right guy, whatever it is. So I just, as I continue to watch, Watch and I see the movements and the style of play. Yes. Then I begin to match. What does the players. triple
0: underline mean? The
2: triple underline, I think, was that's like final. He's like a very, he's a Vince Wilfork. Well, type. saying
0: Andrew Billings is Vince Wilfork is an incredible compliment. Yes,
2: this kid is a really good player. I'm not going to say he's quite as good as Vince was coming out of Miami, uh, but stout as can be, good athlete. Uh, he he might be a hair better athlete than Vince was, mm. uh, but uh, at the same time. He's maybe not quite as stout as Vince was, okay. but regardless, he's a good little player. But I enjoyed
0: too. that. But now I'm going to get to the favorite one that I had. Uh, I'm just going to say it, it's Laquan Treadwell. Oh yes. You wrote sometimes it's not about the player, right? Sometimes it's about the team, right? You wrote it's painful to watch this offense. If you tell me they were trying to not give him the ball, I would believe it. <laughs> and then right underneath you wrote, "Why do wide receivers even go to Ole Miss or LSU?" Yes. What did, what? You were I mean, so this is angry true when I
3: stream of consciousness just. Yeah, we you just write it. Well, How
2: angry were you? Well, I just look at Ole Miss first of all and go, "Wow." I mean, there's few details within their their day to, game to game game planning where I just go. I mean, like, there's certain the re- receivers are six yards off the line of scrimmage on some snaps. And I want to go, is this like are we the arena football league? Is he going to get a running start here before we <laughs> snap the ball? I mean, so little details like that tell me you're not that well coached of a football team. Even like watching Kim Kimdichi Kim Dicci at D-tackle sometimes is like five feet away from the ball. I want to be like, get closer to the line of scrimmage, please. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I would, con- yes, Laquan Treadwell, first of all, is the best receiver in the draft.
0: Yes. Uh, well, you're going to get into that, but I have one more question. Yes. At the end, you have another comp. Right. And you wrote, Alan Robinson, maybe. Yes. But then after Alan Robinson, maybe, you wrote... Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Right. Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> like, it was freaking Morse Because I'm not sold on that, but, why? but I think but there's But exclamation point? Because why I'm, like, that. saying, like,
2: Alan Robinson, like, he's got the physical attributes to be that type of player. Yeah. But Allen Robinson I got to see in the Bill O'Brien offense not, coming no, out of Penn State. No, but why question
0: mark, exclamation point? Like,
2: that's a weird habit. Because I'm saying, like, could be awesome superstar, but I'm not quite sold, quite sold. I'm not sure I have a question mark, question mark, question mark. So, so you're a little bit worried that you're not sure, but you're kind of sure. I think it could be along those lines, yes. I really like Juan Treadwell. I know you do. I do. I, uh, and, you know, him and uh, the, the real discussion about the wide receivers, too, I know we got to get on to other subjects here, but real no, no, quickly, okay. Corey Coleman from Baylor yeah. and the Fuller kid from Notre Dame. Yeah. It's going to be interesting discussion as far as who's the second best receiver. Corey Coleman is a physical freak. He's Percy Harvinish. Mm. Um, every time he catches the ball, he tries to go to the house. But again, Baylor and Big 12 football is scary. It's seven on seven
0: flag football. Uh, it's hard to evaluate guys with these offenses. I would. The big. I'm
2: telling you, if you're a big time high school football player right now, I don't know why you'd go to the Big 12. I really don't. And I'm and I'm a ex Big 12er, and I don't really get it. And I think. They're going to start to realize because you're going to see it. It's the common theme I've told you with my friends in the NFL about the Big 12 players scaring them. You just don't get to see anything at any position. Even think about, oh, we go, oh, it's a passing league. You should see pass rushers. No, you really don't because so many of the times it's a quick screen. You don't ever really get to see sustained pass rushing ability off the edge. You don't get to see the D tackles trying to stop the run. Uh, so it drives me crazy that conference. There's a lot it. of
0: stuff in this notebook. We're we can, gonna we're gonna do this more and more. Right, you're gonna see inside the brain of Chris Sims and how you it like works. Like the segment, Chris. I, I was I had fun. Yes, it was okay. a wild yeah. place. Chris, wow, Sims Chris, smiling brain. on the podcast. You know who else has a wild brain? Oh, yeah. Let's bring him out. Jordan Schultz, college basketball savant expert. Yeah, You, you can, can bring, bring the, the water, damn water we, well, First of all, are you is, asking Josh? Yeah, this is, is the Sims like and needs, podcast. Like the Sims. We water bottle. Here, his here Jordan. The cheers. sweatiest
2: basketball cheers. analysis uh, there is. Right Analyst. Here. Analyst, right. That's yeah, the Yeah, you were a little taken aback at the sweat one day. Oh, my gosh. He came in on Thursday like, I mean,
0: sweating. If you bring Ridiculous. some fake energy right now, I'm going to be mad. Then he had, like... Bring the had, realness. got a real Because hairy I chest. spent all week, weekend, with Jordan Schultz. I had an absolute blast. Great guy. Columnist for the Huffington Post. He's a host on, uh, what is it? Huffington Bleacher Post Report, Live. Sirius Radio. Yes. And uh, you're... Come on, let it loose. Let's uh, go, man! Yes, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. He has ties to Starbucks
2: as well. I'd like to bring that up. Thank <laughs> no. you. And... Um, he
4: always takes it. I got it. He always goes a little bit too yep, far. Yeah, I
2: got it. I know. Um, so, first of all, just tell me how awesome the ACC is. Let's start off there. Well, I'm just waiting. We're talking college hoops people. here. Uh,
0: you're looking at just, that one. We don't have Don't a worry about the cameras. Don't look talk at, talk at us. This. I'm
4: just waiting this is next level for Sims' pre-segment analysis on why the ACC <laughs> has to have two teams guaranteed in the Final Four before the tournament. You don't, don't agree with Right. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, that's just ludicrous. Yes. That's like saying the SEC, like you said, Schultz. Sure, so you're have allowed
0: to curse, by the way. Two yeah. teams. Like, thank you. Uh, the so what's your? So tell me. The, the ACC, ACC
4: has been the best represented conference in the tournament. There's yes. No question. The way that Virginia has played Duke, North Carolina. But is it six? Syracuse. Six out of the sixteen. Uh, yes, six out of the sixteen yeah. are ICC. Pretty remarkable.
2: Yeah. No, listen. I, I don't know crap. So you can certainly tell me I'm an idiot or shut up if you want. Um, But, yes, just from my look this weekend, and I've really just watched the last 10 days, really. They got – I just feel like the ACC had the best blend of some freak athletes with some size – along with some basketball players. I feel like a lot of times I see one or the other on certain teams like, oh they got a lot of great athletes yeah. but they can't hit a ten foot you know jump shot. That
0: is one of his least favorite things. I, I have no no tolerance for that.
2: Yes. For or you non- see the other way around where a team's got oh they got great basketball players but they can't even touch the
4: rim. Northern Iowa. Yeah right exactly. Aside from that, West like, Washburn, that team is all below the rim. Yes, right. And, so And that's that was my thought. You need a balance. Right. You need a balance. Right. right. I think that's a good point actually. Okay. The comparison ah. with football is like does he have that quick-twitch motor off the edge? Right. Or does he just a high-motor guy?
2: Right.
4: <laughs> does he have that first step, or is he a motor guy? Right, right. Uh, you so look at North Carolina, I'll start with them. Yeah. I think North Carolina is the most talented team in the tournament. Right. I think going in, they probably were as well. With respect More than to Kansas State, even. Though. I think I think so. I mean right. Kansas doesn't have definitive NBA players. Right. North Carolina has Bryce Johnson who's had this super weird career right. where he was a big recruit, he underachieved for three years, and this year he's basically a twenty and ten guy right. who also leads them in blocks. They have Justin Jackson, they have Marcus Page who has not had a great senior year, but is probably the most feared point guard in the tournament. Right. And they have Roy Williams. Plus, they have Isaiah Hick. I mean, they, they are really talented. So they that's have NBA the most players. team yes, to give. they have NBA players. Do you
2: have them beating Indiana this weekend?
4: Yes. I think th- that's that's going to be a great game because right. Indiana wants to push. Indiana
2: has the blend a little bit of what yeah.
4: like the ACC teams, I was
2: saying. Yeah. At least it seemed to me. I only watch the Kentucky games. They do. But.
4: They do because they got a great point guard, too. Right. And, and, and Farrell is a fantastic college basketball player. I don't know if he's going to be a great NBA player. I like him a lot more than most people right. for the NBA because I look at what he can do, right. can, what he actually does which is he scores, he pushes, he passes, he playmakes. Yes, he's 5'10 and a half, and he's not going you know, to necessarily guard everybody, but I think mean, he's a great player, mm. and they have good athletes as well. The problem with Indiana traditionally under Tom Crean, not Tom Korean, <laughs>
3: well, yeah. I can't get it right. has Tom been Crean. they
4: don't defend at a, at a great level. That's also the, been the issue with North Carolina. Both those teams have taken the next step defensively. Right. Interestingly enough, Indiana did it when one of their best guards, James Blackman, went out for the year earlier, earlier in the season. That was a weird kind of circumstance A lot them. of
0: people brackets got busted when Michigan State went down. Yeah. I believe they were the most picked championship team picked in them. the Bleacher Report well, they're always bracket. a safe
4: pick to go to the Final Four.
0: Of the teams left, which people should feel most confident with their brackets to, to have picked the national champion? Is it Kansas? Is it North Carolina? Looking at the roads.
4: Well, I think it's Carolina, but... Kansas is tricky because you look at them and we say this year that there hasn't been a team that has been dominant, but Kansas has been pretty dominant. Right? They won the Big 12 again 12 times in a row. Uh, they have, I admit you, so they don't have necessarily NBA players, but they have two really good guards, Frank Mason III, Devontae Graham. Right. They got Perry Ellis, who's been one of the most consistent four-year players of the past decade. The right. guy, all he does is get 15, 16, 17 points, right. 10 rebounds every game. And uh, they have Wayne Selton, who's a junior, who was a massive recruit, who's probably been at school longer than he thought he would, but he's a really good player. So maybe these guys aren't first- or second-round picks or mid-second-round picks, but they're really good. Yeah, a lot of really look, good. At the, look at the path, though. Yeah. Kansas has to play Fendrick's team, Maryland, right. who can make an argument Win. as... When. Win. Kansas uh, wins. Yes. Kansas wins. They yeah. beat Maryland. I wrote Maryland in on that bracket. I, yeah. this I see that. But then the reason I would probably say no, is in better shape. Yeah, because of the Villanova. So who are you like in Villanova, well, Miami? Because that's I, the most like exciting Miami, matchup. And I picked Miami to go to the final. The, the, the issue with... I picked Miami to go to the final. Well, Miami can beat Carolina. They right. beat them. Villanova, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Kansas. Right. They can beat... Uh, Villanova can beat Kansas because they have really good guards. Right. So Villanova or Miami in the eight is way more challenging than Notre Dame or Wisconsin for Carolina in right. the eight, right. assuming Carolina gets past Indiana. And then you look at, you know, a lot of people say, what about Virginia? They're in the ACC. They're a one. Virginia, nobody wants to play Virginia. Right. That's like, they're like Michigan. I've looked at them this year as. Like having
2: to play the Seattle Seahawks in their prime defense. You don't want to play them. The Pac-Line
4: D. Nobody wants to play them because they beat you up. I mean. You know, you think about the 14 seasons before Tony Bennett was there. They'd only been to a couple NCAA tournaments. They hadn't won an, an, an ACC title. They've right. won two ACC titles the past seven years. Right. Bennett has changed the entire philosophy of the program. They defend. They have a great, great college player, ACC player of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. Right. Kind I, of
0: reminds me of a, of a young Dante Jones.
4: <laughs> yeah. Adam, although we can't say he's are Dante joking. Jones. I we, said, Adam, Dante Jones was a 40-plus inch vertical guy who was a strictly ball-stopping guy who couldn't shoot at all. Broughton's a 40% three-point shooter, who, yes, he's, he's a great eight. defender. He's 6'7". Well,
0: Jones well, is 6'4". For half. me, the college basketball tournament is also my chance of seeing future yeah. pros. Right. Thank you. And what happens with pros is you start doing pro-player comparisons, right. which I think is the, f- the most fun thing to do. Of the guys left in the tournament, who are the best pros? Yeah. I mean like are you like I know that you think Ingram is going to be a special offensive yeah. player but who else cuz you you well, I think Grayson Allen. too I think
4: Grayson Allen he he his increase from freshman to sophomore year 17.4 points per game you think about the scoring I know that they lost a lot obviously Winslow and Tyus Jones and Okafor but Grayson Allen is a great combo guard who can handle the ball he's a superior athlete No one wants to call him a pro He's going I, to – the fact that most mock drafts have him in, like, the late 20s right. is asinine. This, this guy's 20 years old. I know he trips people. Aside from that, yeah, beyond that, the coaches, the teammates love him. He works his ass off on defense. He's a, unbelievably – he has 6'9 wingspan. He's got right. great length. And he draws more fouls than anybody. I mean, there's a lot to like about what Grayson Allen. What about the
0: Allen. Sabonis uh, kid? Oh,
4: yeah. I, I've been on DeMontis Sabonis for two years. For those who don't Suga know, saga. he's Arvidas' son. You remember Arvidas' son? Yeah, fans? sure, I, of course. A Lithuanian yes, I know the story, yes. So his son is not qu- quite as... He's 6'11". Right. So he's, he's left-handed. He averages 18 and 11. The only thing he doesn't do is block shots. He does everything else. And he absolutely ate up Jakob Pertl. I uh, suppose a top five, five points and four rebounds against him. He guarded him almost the whole game. Uh, he hel- he, he is a first-team All-American center. The only guy on that team that could guard him was Sabonis, nobody else. And Sabonis put him in a box. Right. That says a lot about Sabonis. I think Sabonis is going to be a guy that's climbed continually up the draft boards.
2: I thought about you this weekend because I want want to ask you first. It's my podcast,
4: shut up. Um, The
2: the white boy point guard from Wichita State. He's not white, though. Ron Baker is who
0: he's talking about. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. talking Hunter about Frank the kid with the sh- yeah. shaggy
2: hair? Yes. Ron Baker. Baker. Can no. he be in the NBA? He's a shooting guard.
4: Yeah, you know, he's a tricky one to evaluate. Because
2: he's so, uh, what's for his measurables? Can you look Six him four, up? Yeah, 220. He, I mean, his arms are long as hell. Long. And he can dribble with both hands. Yeah. The Amazingly. human computer!
4: Yeah. You know what's interesting about Baker? Right. He I is, just wonder when I watch him. He won a state championship. And he, he, didn't, he wasn't even recruited. Right. He walked on to Wichita State as a freshman. He walked on. He has gotten, he's like, you look at him and you you say, that's what's right with college basketball. Yes. Because he's gotten better and better every year. Right. Uh, He's not a great shooter. He's a good shooter. Okay. Uh, He's got, I would say, he's a good athlete. He's not a great athlete. Right. He handles the ball. The problem with him is, is he really going to be a guy that you can, like, who is he going to guard? Yeah. And if he's not a J.J. Redick shooter or a, in a knockdown shooter, he's more like of a mid thirties, high thirties guy, percentage wise right. three. Right. You know, is he a guy that can come in and just be a spot up guy? He's not like he doesn't do anything great. He does right. everything well, and right. that's the same with his with his point guard, Finley. Huh. Not a great shooter. He's a good shooter. Right. He's a really good passer. He's five eleven. Both mm. those guys are going to be really interesting evaluation because neither one of them is going to like wow scouts at the combine. They're not going to jump super high. Baker, I think, has a better shot because he is 6'4", six, 6'4 four, six, four His arms are he's really he long. He can scratch his knees without bending over. And he's got that great kind of mid-post game that very few guards in college have. I think Baker has a shot to make a team. I love Van Vliet. He's been one of my favorite players the last three, four years. But it's very hard for sub-six-foot point guards who can't jump through the roof. To right. make all right, we're going
0: to see how good yeah. you are indeed. Uh, of all the matchups in the Sweet 16, give me one upset that you're most confident in.
4: Well, I think is Villanova favored over Miami? I mean, that's Other than that's, that's that. not. Uh, do you see any? But you I think double, Duke's gonna beat Oregon. You think Duke's gonna yeah, beat Oregon? I do. Okay.
0: Pick, do you have any double-digit teams winning? Syracuse, sir. Syracuse, well, Syracuse count, though, plays Gonzaga. Eleven. So do you think Gonzaga's gonna win?
4: Yeah, I do.
0: I do. All right, Duke over Oregon's good enough. I'm a little disappointed. I thought I want to give Jordan some credit
3: because he had St. Joe's over Oregon, and that almost happened. Mm. We
4: also had Northern Iowa. Beating a And M, and if it wasn't for the biggest debacle in NCA tournament history, yeah, you'd be saying, hey, "God, Jordan, you really know this bracket." I mean, if don't my she? aunt
2: had balls, she'd be my uncle, but she's not. So, no, yeah. it's great, great. You almost got him. Good job. Did you have fun?
4: <laughs> I'm off.
2: Uh,
0: anyway, did you have fun though?
4: I had a blast. You know, I was hoping. Is there anything could,
0: else you like to talk about?
4: Well, you know, the basketball thing is fun, and obviously, we love talking about basketball. <laughs> and, I, and I could go through this all day with you and have uh, have a blast. And you know, what's his measurables? Is he an NBA player? Uh, North Carolina, easier path, you know, et cetera. Right. The real question I have is, I, you know, he said, oh, I've been dealing with this guy for four days. Right. I've been dealing with him for four days. Oh, I know, right. He, he's, okay? a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's, I know. Not, he's a bad apple. I understand. You know, he, they say the apple yes. didn't fall far from the tree. I don't know what your parenthood you situation was. You better yeah. no, they
2: No, their parents are fine. This is just an individual screw-up. He screw He's, up. He just he's all a low-level yes. guy. You yeah. know,
4: you, you look at him and you... You feel sick, and that's the situation. I've he's been Snapchatting, unbeknownst to me, for four days. Pictures of me, videos. I don't even know what Snapchat is. Really, I have no clue. I'm not even on it. He's yeah.
0: running in the in one of the offices. Up at Man. he goes, "I'm gonna go get a few laps." And starts running in one of the offices. What am I going to well, do? You know,
4: you're, you're sitting, and my feet are getting... No, no, that's thons, no honestly. excuse. Then, don't even try to justify that. Yeah, well, don't. when you guys watch football on Sundays... Right, I don't take laps. You don't no, take laps? No. It, by the I way, don't. not outside, just in, around the table no. in the office. Equally as crazy, no, I don't. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Anything
0: else that you don't like about me?
4: <laughs> well, we did face swap last night. We face swapped on the... What's the uh, app I don't like,
0: Sims
3: is not a Snapchat
4: guy either, so yeah. I don't even
3: know if he knows what that means. Yeah, yeah. You, you
4: basically, the computer, the... What's the technology? All, right, All, All right. right,
0: Jordan Schultz, man, he is a boatload of fun. Yeah. What a great apple he is. Like a Granny Smith. Jordan, why don't you I say goodbye? I had a go- blast. I appreciate it. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Wave in that camera over no, there. No, it's
4: not your computer. All right, thank you so much. I, You know, I, I really did have a nice time today. Thank you. Almost <laughs> good for you. Why are you telling him?
0: You are you so are hilarious. All right, Sims, say goodbye. Peace out, homies. Oh. To, uh, Josh.
3: I don't know what just happened, but goodbye. How everybody. long was well, this podcast? Gabe, uh, say goodbye. Like an hour and 45 minutes. An Gabe, hour and 45,
0: 45. <laughs> Gabe, let me see the stinky fingers. Yeah, control room. One time, one time. Oh, hold uh, on. Oh, is... Good to see you. Yes. Good to see you. And can I get a little KP? Oh, hello, KP. Oh, she's like uh,
2: so sick of me doing that. She's like, we just to And by the way, the cup this?
0: was iced tea. Delicious. All right, that was episode 56. Episode 57, do you have a Rutgers guy? Don't say it yet. Yeah. He does have one, of course. Episode 57 coming your way next week. Love you. As always, follow us on Twitter, at Sims and Lufko. Subscribe on iTunes. And if you, what's your Twitter? Schultz underscore report. Schultz, if you have an underscore, <laughs> you're probably a dork. Schultz <laughs> underscore report. Follow him on Twitter. Thank you. I love you so much.